Welcome to episode three of Listen, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Molly Doyle. And I'm Jasmine Doyle. For today's episode, we thought it would be fun to have a discussion about River Song. One of the reasons I suggested this as a topic is that Alex Kingston has just announced that she is releasing a River Song book. This is, I think, the first time she will have written fiction for the Doctor Who universe, um, which is quite exciting. Very exciting. Do you think that you'll pick it up? Yeah, I think I will. I've never really ventured into the world of Doctor Who books, but no, I think it sounds like quite an interesting thing. Yeah, I think so. I hadn't really either until last week when I got the Doctor Who Adventures in Lockdown, which was actually oh, really yeah. good. I'll give it to you and you can have a have a read of that yeah. too. It sounds good. So I'm excited to see what Alex Kingston will write. Yeah. So in light of that, we thought we'd talk about River. This is the first time we're doing a character discussion-based episode. Hopefully this goes well, because we're quite keen to do more of these and really break down kind of all the interesting characters and companions and villains and, I don't know, anybody that we think would warrant discussion, really. Mm. And I think River is a good one to kick off this kind of mini-series within our show. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we'll start with some overall thoughts. So Jasmine, what do you think of River as a character and what are your opinions on her story arc? I think River is a really interesting, well-developed character. And I think the way that they set up her whole arc to be out of sync with the Doctor's timeline, I think is such an interesting concept. And obviously... You never, you don't really think about that, but it's so bound to happen in a universe where you're time traveling. You're bound to have people who you meet, not always in a chronological order. And I think that's a really interesting way to explore her character, because obviously the first time we meet her, she dies. So you basically see her like almost in reverse. So she's really interesting, I think. What about you? I completely agree. I think River's story is definitely one of the most confusing things mm-hmm. the show's done but also one of the coolest things and I think yeah like you say the time travel I think River's story really showcases what you can do with time travel yeah exactly one thing I really love about River as a whole is that her story feels so kind of deep and full and rich mm. yeah like Stephen Moffat really I feel like the whole way through it seems like such an arc that was almost felt like it was planned right from the beginning. The fact that he just drops in all these little things that, like when, even in the first time we meet her and she's referencing like the crash of the Byzantium and stuff and all these things that are yet to happen and like, you left me your sonic screwdriver and all that. And that stuff that is so cleverly laid out throughout her storyline. No, completely. It's so clever. And obviously some of that, has been planted and Stephen Moffat always planned to do it. And I think sometimes things were made to fit in with what had already been said. But either way, it's just so, everything's so connected. Mm -hmm. I love how her story is just so intrinsically entwined with the Doctors. And I think this goes back to something that we touched on in our first couple of episodes when we were talking about Amy and Clara and Bill. And we said, 
all of them, we liked how their introductions and their characters were done in such a way that you sort of, they were weaved into the Doctor's life. Like Amy as a child Mm. growing up and then Bill, you know, seeing the months passing. And obviously this is very different, but it's one of the things I love that the show does. And she's probably the most interweaved of all the companions in New Who, I'd say. She's so, because she's interweaved throughout three Doctors, she spans a long time. And um, I guess because it's like hinted all the time before you find out like her relation to the Doctor in terms of her being his wife and the woman who killed him and the daughter of his best friends. She's so like linked to everything about him in that time. Yeah, she is a key part. She really is. I, this is unique in Doctor Who, you know? Mm. She's not a companion. And I think later we'll come on to discussing how she fits in in the sort of compendium of companions. Yeah. Her character is different to any other that we encounter. Yeah. I really love the uniqueness of her story. And like we've just discussed, like the way it all comes full circle is so good. I've seen so many YouTube videos and GIFs and things of, you know, people putting side by side her speech about their last night under Rillium and then cutting that in with the Husbands of River Song episode. And also, as I was preparing for this, there's things I didn't notice, other aspects that had been so linked in, like you were saying. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but I saw a gif that was in Forest of the Dead when River's about to sacrifice herself for the Doctor. He says, time can be rewritten. And she says, don't you dare. If you die here, it'll mean I've never met you. Time can be rewritten. Not those times. Not one line. Don't you dare. And then in the wedding of River Song, when she's in the astronaut suit about to kill the Doctor, he says, mm. time can be rewritten. And she says, don't you dare. Please, my love, please, please, just run can't time can be rewritten don't you dare wow i didn't even notice that these lines are coming back and back again and some of them are funny some of them are more like-hearted there's a few times where the doctor says something like honey i'm home and she says what sort of Mm. time do you call this what time do you call this all of this is just to say moffat is a genius for intertwining these characters lives so well yeah even like um in her last speech when she's about to die in the forest of the dead when she's like Turned up with a, a haircut and a new suit. Turned up on my doorstep with a new haircut and a suit. And then he's there in the in the Husbands of River Song, like, I got a haircut and my nice suit. <laughs> Doesn't look very impressive, does he? Nardole, what have you brought to my doorstep? I've had a haircut. This is my best suit. It's not even a suit. Obviously, Moffat had to write that because he'd already said that was what yeah. had happened. But it's just nice to see it all come together, isn't it? I, I agree. So I really like River. Any specific things that you like or anything that you don't like? I think I really do like her a lot. She's a really strong character and how she, like her intelligence almost matches the Doctor and the way that she can like do all the things that the Doctor can do, like no other companion can. Like she can fly the TARDIS and she like has her Sonic when we first meet her and stuff like that. She's she's such a kind of powerful, intelligent woman. She's like the Doctor's equal. In a way that no other companions are. Yeah. Which is a good thing that they married each other. Because it's... You would want him to marry someone who's his equal. Yeah, completely. And 
at the same time as she's his equal, she's not a full-time companion. It's a different relationship to the companion-doctor relationship to River and the Doctor. And yeah, I love yeah. things, like you say, that she's much better at flying the TARDIS than the Doctor is. Yeah. I love her and the Doctor, like, catching up with their diaries. Like, have we done this I yet? Know. Like, Jim, Jim the, the Fish. fish. <laughs> love Jim the Fish. Yeah, it was so funny. And all their, their constant flirting is very entertaining. It is. Although that does bring me on to... Something I disliked, I don't dislike now, but I think at first, Mm. and I was going to ask you this as well, but I'll say first, my opinion changing of River over time. I always thought she was cool, but I think when we first saw her, I was a bit like, who is she? Why is she so kind of pally with the doctor like why is she, what right does she have to be so yeah because when she's first introduced we're we're on the doctor's side as in like we don't know who this woman is strutting yeah. in and kind of has a bit of an ego and she's all bantering with him and making little sassy comments i guess you're kind of a bit protective of the doctor like who yeah. is this woman? do we trust her do we know like what's what's she up to that's exactly what it is i think we feel protective of the doctor we also feel a bit like she's intruding we know like we know who the doctor is we know who donna is at that point like we're aware of the doctor's history we know that he's had this kind of romance with rose as well quite recently because this is the 10th doctor that she meets and i think it's a bit like who is she but i think over time i've grown to like her more and more and more yeah and i did immediately like her like i I always thought she was so interesting she from was. the get-go. Like, she's very captivating to watch. Completely. She's a very powerful character. She's very interesting. She's funny from yeah, the start. But I think maybe in terms of likability, you grow to actually grow more fond for her. Maybe as yeah. time goes on. She becomes more sympathetic to the viewer. Mm. That's part and parcel of us seeing more of her story and piecing more of it all together. Personally, I just feel like I've developed an increased appreciation for her Mm. as times have gone on yeah i would agree of all the episodes the river appears in what would you say are the other highlights which are your favorite episodes which are the ones you don't like so much yeah i mean i guess there's kind of two ways to look at this in that which episodes do i like for the episodes and which episodes do i like for river that's true But I think in general, River's strong in all of her episodes. Yeah. Because of the character that she is. I don't know, she has quite important moments in in lots of them. Um, But I Mm. think I have a few standouts. You probably, I imagine, will be on the same page. But Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead. Yeah, they're some of the best episodes in, I think, the entirety of New Who. Like I would put them so high up. I just think they're such perfect episodes. They're really, really great. So I love those two. I really like the Pandorica opens in the Big Bang. As do I. I find them really... That's a really good series finale, that. Yeah. River's maybe not so intrinsic in that one. She's no. obviously important. She's at the heart of the explosion of the TARDIS. She is. But they have some, they have some nice moments, because obviously he still doesn't know her so well yeah um really but they're kind of starting to well he's very intrigued like when he asks her if she's married at the end are you married river are you asking yes yes no hang on did you think i was asking you to marry me or, or, or asking if you were married yes 
No, but was that yes or yes? Yes. I guess we're starting to get a feel for her character more. Yeah, I agree. I also like The Impossible Astronaut on the Day of the Moon. We discussed so these I. last week, but those are strong episodes. Um, do you have any other favourites? I really like the Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone, actually. That is a good one. I'd really like to rewatch it. I think there's some really good moments in those episodes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the first episode after we see her in Forest of the Dead, right? Yeah. So it's the first time we see the 11th Doctor with her. Yeah. Which is interesting because obviously they grow to be, like, that's her main Doctor. Completely. Yeah, no, it is. Definitely. What about any you dislike? I think the worst would be Let's Kill Hitler. Yeah. I know that's a that's generally a fairly unpopular episode with Whovians. Yeah. It's very crucial to her character, though. It's crucial. And I do really like some parts of it. We've discussed this before. We think it's slightly odd that Mel's appears and it's suddenly like, um, oh, you know, Mel's, classic Mel's, as if we know, like, I feel like they could have kind of just thrown Mel's in a bit earlier on yeah. to make us actually be a bit more like, oh, Mel's is a river? That would be a bit more shocking. If Amy had just mentioned in the previous episodes, my friend Mel's is having me over or something, you know? I feel like that's something... If they had thought ahead, that would have been great to pepper Mel's in. Like, she wasn't at their wedding, but... Yeah, <laughs> but she's their lifelong childhood friend. But I do like the scenes with Mel's, like, when they're at school and stuff. I think that's quite cute. Yeah, I love that they did do that flashback and integrate her. Like, it is really with cool. With Amy and Rory. I do like that. I think that. that's quite cute. Yeah, it's not the best episode. It's not the best episode, but like you say, I don't hate it. You don't hate it. No, it's decent. The other ones, I mean, I think they're all pretty strong episodes. I would say maybe The Wedding of River Song is just, um, I find it hard to remember what actually happens Me in it. Me too. I, I, I draw a bit of a blank. Yeah, and I do enjoy it. I remember watching it and being like, oh, good episode, fun times. But I couldn't really tell you a huge amount of what happens in it. I agree. Not so much as other series finales. And then even The Husbands of River Song... I love the ending. Yeah. Um, but the actual episode, I don't know. It's not amazing. It's got some comedy that's like not the most comedic. I, I agree completely. It's a funny one. Like King Hydroflax is weird. Yeah. Like you say, there's some comedic moments that I don't love. But then I love the interaction of Twelve and River. Yeah. Those moments are great. So it's a mixed one. It is a mixed one. So thinking about all these episodes that we've just talked about, do you have within that, I know we've kind of maybe pulled some out already, but do you have any other favourite moments or any particular quotes you'd like to highlight mm. to do with River? Um, I mean, Derillium definitely is a really lovely moment because considering we don't see... 12 and River interact for very long, I find it really quite touching that we can now kind of imagine them having this life together for their 24 years in this night in Derillion. Yeah. And I think that's, I really do like that moment with the music. It's really quite powerful, I think. Everything at the Singing Towers is 
very moving and, and very sweet and I want to find that quote at the end it's something the doctor says when they're at Derillion. it's the it's quite a long speech that he says and then he says that at the end after all of it there's always a song they've been there for millions of years through storms and floods and wars and time nobody really understands where the music comes from it's probably something to do with the precise positions the distance between both towers even the locals aren't sure all anyone will ever tell you is that when the wind stands fair and the night is perfect when you least expect it but always when you need it the most that because obviously she is river song yeah that's nice yeah i like that too and actually doesn't it remind you of the part in the in the 12th doctor's regeneration speech i was just thinking that when he was when like he's talking about children yeah (laughs) if their hearts are in the right place and the stars are too whatever he says Mm. maybe it's because it's about hearing things and when the conditions are right yeah the right place and the right time it's a really lovely quote and that whole scene has come it's just a perfect marriage of all the comedy that I do like with them earlier in the episode yeah like River not recognizing the doctor and then that other incredible speech that she has just before she finally does recognize him when you love the doctor it's like loving the stars themselves you don't expect a sunset to admire you back and if I happen to find myself in danger, let me tell you, the Doctor is not stupid enough or sentimental enough, and he is certainly not in love enough to find himself standing in it with me! And then she, like, looks at the Doctor and realises who he is, and then that's when he says... Hello, sweetie. I love that. Yeah, I love that too. It really shows how much River loves the Doctor. Yeah, it does. We'll go on to this when we're talking about the relationship, I think, in a Mm. bit. We'll hold that thought. And one of the things I really wanted to mention from that episode, which is just the comedic bit that I loved, is like, she has a sonic trowel. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's so good. Do you really have a shooty trowel? It's sonic. Sonic trowel, you realise how ridiculous that sounds. It's really (laughs) funny. That is funny. Um, any other moments you want to highlight? I was also thinking a bit of a, a rogue moment, but in the name of the Doctor, yeah, I really like the moment between Eleven and River, where she's been talking the whole time as if like only Clara can see yeah. her, and then she like goes to slap him and he grabs her. Use the TARDIS. Use something. Save her. Yes, but for God's sake, be sensible. How are you even doing that? I'm not really here. You're always here to me. And I always listen. And I can always see you. And like that moment they have where I guess it's the last time. It's kind of him saying goodbye. Yeah, she says, you know, you never said goodbye. In that episode, that's... That's the last time in her chronology of ever appearing. So... I think it's a really moving moment. I actually really liked that. Me too. It was, it, it gets me every time. Like last time I watched it, I'd sort of forgotten that had happened. And you, mm. I think you're pulled along in the episode, you know, you are there with River and Clara thinking that only 
Clara can see her. And then when the doctor grabs her arm, like you say, it 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 has yeah. an impact. And it does. You really get a sense then of the connection that they have and the the love that they really do have. I think we'll talk mm. about this more when we talk specifically about their relationship, but that's a really important moment for them. Yeah, and sad. They say goodbye in a it's like bittersweet. Yes, it is bittersweet. It's a nice one. Any other moments you have? There's another speech which is potentially my favourite speech with with River in Forest of the Dead when you yeah. run with the Doctor. When you run with the Doctor, it feels like it will never end. But however hard you try, you can't run forever. Everybody knows that everybody dies and nobody knows it like the Doctor. But I do think that all the skies of all the worlds might just turn dark if he ever, for one moment, accepts it. That speech. I love that. Not just, I mean, the speech on its own is fantastic, but also everything about it. She's doing that. She's, She's saying those words as, you know, the camera's panning to the diary with the screwdriver left I on love it that. and when the and doctor when runs he, back and then when he's he runs like back. why would I give him my screwdriver why would I do that thing is future me had years to think about it all those years to think of a way to save her and what he did was give her a screwdriver why would I do that oh, oh, oh. look at that I'm very good what have you done saved her I saved her and then he her. sprints down and it gives me chills. It's almost yeah. an everybody lives moment. <laughs> it is. It's an everybody lives moment. You're completely right. Everybody knows that everybody dies. But not every day. Not today. It's so good. Oh, I mean, I actually love that. It's so sweet. It's really good. I love that episode in general. I think it's so, so well done. That episode, I love it because there's also some comedic moments. I love River calling him pretty boy. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty boy. boy. <laughs> I just like that. Yeah. And also her very first line being hello, sweetie. Hello, sweetie. Little hello, did sweetie. we know. And also for some reason it sticks with us so much. Professor River Song, archaeologist. <laughs> I'm a time traveller. I point and laugh at archaeologists. Ah. Professor Riversong, archaeologist. Like, yeah. Why is that so? I feel like that's only iconic to us. I think it is. <laughs> Professor Riversong, archaeologist. Ah, oh, I love it. Yeah. Actually, that's something I wanted to mention, kind of slipped my mind before. Another thing I just love about River is her being an archaeologist. I don't know why. Yeah. It's so funny. What's that bit where she shoots up all the yes. silence and then Rory's like, what are you a doctor of? So... What kind of doctor are you? Archaeology. When she says that, it's so funny. It's just brilliant. Yeah, she says it's so like yeah. matter of fact and doesn't look back and just shoots the silence. Oh, I know, it's so funny. It's really she actually is so iconic. She really is iconic. And also, I love her. You know, obviously her shooting the doctor's fares and then his Stetson. And yeah. she just takes no nonsense from the doctor. She re- yeah, she does, doesn't she? Just tells him off. Oh, another really important moment that we haven't mentioned. We haven't mentioned this episode, which is crucial to River. 
a good man goes to war. I know. I was. Gonna, I actually had that. I was going to mention it on my list next. Oh, okay. What do you have to say about that one then? I just. I remember so vividly watching that when it came out and being the most shocked I'd ever been at like a twist. I loved that. The Melody Pond and then her turning over the leaf thing and it just revealing the river song. That yeah. was so. It's I absolutely so love that. good. I love that. Because you're like, oh my god, it finally all adds up. It's your daughter's name in the language of the forest. I know my daughter's name. Except they don't have a word for pond. Because the only water in the forest is the river. The doctor will find your daughter and he will care for her whatever it takes. And I know that. It's me. I'm Melody. I'm your daughter. Sorry, Jurassic. Uh, I love that moment. I think it's clever that, you know, they don't have a word for a pond. Cause I love only... that. I love the word play. Yeah, the word play is great. Because I wonder if anyone, like, as I, I obviously never theorised as a, like, eight-year-old or whatever watching this, but yeah, I wonder if people were like, River Song, Melody Pond. I wonder if people put that together. Yeah, because yeah. now it seems obvious. Yeah. But I don't remember realising that at the time. But like you say... I didn't at all. It blew my mind. We weren't really in the theorising zone. <laughs> um, so, so many fantastic yeah. moments. And mm-hmm. there's another really sweet moment that I wanted to mention. It's when River and Amy are talking in the garden. And Amy's yeah. really upset. I think... Isn't it the the wedding of River Song when the doctors died and Amy's upset and River comes from the Byzantium? I heard there was a freak meteor shower two miles away. So I got us a bottle. Thank you, dear. So, where are we? I just climbed out of the Byzantium. You were there. So young. Didn't have a clue who I was. You're funny like that. And it's just a really touching moment between the characters. I need to talk to the doctor, but I can't now, can I? If you could talk to him, would it make a difference? But he's dead, so... So I can't. Oh, Mother. Of course he isn't. Yeah, that is a really sweet moment. Because you kind of forget sometimes that they are mother and daughter. I I guess they never got to establish that mother-daughter bond because she didn't get to raise her in anything, but... Yeah. They are. So, let's move on and talk a bit about River and the Doctor specifically. We've probably covered some of this already, but I'm intrigued to know, Jazz, what you think of River as a romantic interest, a love interest for the Doctor. I think she's a really great love interest, actually, because I feel like she came in at kind of just the right time, where the Doctor... Well, when she first appeared, I suppose, he was still in, like, probably not over Rose with Ten, but I feel like... By the time you got to 11, he was moved on, ready for someone new. And I feel like River was just the right person because they already had this history without them having history. Yeah, that's a really great way of putting it. I like that a lot, Jazz. Well done. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they've always had such great kind of banter back and forth. They really are, as we said before, they're like each other's equal in their wit and speed and 
everything they do, I feel like they kind of dance around each other like a back and forth little. I don't yeah, know what I'm completely. <laughs> it does seem you're right. They are dancing around each other. And yeah, I think. Ah, I think their relationship is the perfect combination of these great comedic light-hearted moments with all this banter and this flirting and it's a joy to watch but then I think you've got two other elements which also are really important and really strengthen their relationship which is one kind of I don't think I'd really realized till I was thinking about it for preparing for this episode but like how much they really do love each other yeah they really do. Like we were saying, the moment in the name of the Doctor. Yeah. Like, you can really see how much the Doctor loves her. And then, like you said in Derillium, in The Husbands of the River Song, around there, you can kind of see how much she loves the Doctor. Completely. And I think because, you know, because of the time travel nature of it all, and the fact that we see things in the wrong order, I don't mm. think you realise this love like yeah. growing and then all of a sudden it's like obviously of course they have this intense bond and they really care for each other but it's kind yeah. of crept up on you without you realizing but quite often there'll be one of them who's really in love with the other and not the other way around because of yeah. the way it's ordered completely like i suppose when you see in science of the library she really loves him and you get that yeah. sense of like she has this deep feeling for him and it really pains her to look at him and he feels absolutely nothing yeah and then in Let's Kill Hitler, when she's yeah. literally trying to kill him and doesn't know who he <laughs> yeah. is at all. And then I think that links to the other part that I was going to say, sort of the trio of the ingredients of their relationship, yeah. which is like the comedy, the depth of their love and affection, but also like the tragedy of it all. Mm. It is so sad. Like you say, they aren't even though they're this partnership, they are equals. They're always yeah. out of sync. And yeah, exactly. She always seems so pained to be like, like when they have that kiss and it's his like first kiss yeah. with her and she's like, and the last time, whatever. Like stuff like that where she feels like she's kind of losing him and he's knowing her less and less. Yeah. It's kind of like aging. It's like someone losing their memories. Yeah, you're right. It is. To her, he's like slowly forgetting everything they've done. Yeah, and that must be horrible to yeah. watch in someone you love. It's almost like people with, you know, when their partner gets dementia or something. Yeah, exactly. And it's tragic that his whole relationship with her is growing out of him seeing her die. Like, that's his yeah. first experience. And she also knows, true. well, she doesn't know how he dies. Well, she does know that she kills him. And she, yeah. up to a certain point, you know, thinks that's it and knows that she's going to go to prison for killing him and all of this stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, they both know these spoilers about each other's futures, some of which are positive and some are really sad. They constantly have to keep secrets from each other. It's not a relationship yeah. where they can be honest and tell each other everything they're thinking because they both know things that they can never tell the other person. Yeah. it would ruin the course of time. <laughs> So I imagine they must always have to be kind of thinking carefully about, can I say this? Is this going to, you know, cause exactly. a huge And that's problem? why spoilers is such a thrown around phrase with those Yeah. Two. And I think going back to what you said originally, when you said that this relationship came at just the right time, I think you're completely right. And I think it was brave of them in a way to go for it. If you mm. think about it, 
well, I don't think I realized this at the time, but now I've come to learn more about, you know, the world of Doctor Who and the fandom. I think a lot of people that were fans and are fans of classic Who were quite anti having romance in the show. Mm. And a lot of them were very against, you know, Ten and Rose being together. And I think it was brave of the show to do it. I think Doctor Who is fantastic with romance woven in. Obviously, it's not the main focus. It's a sci-fi adventure show. It's not a love story, but I think it can add so much richness to it. And I think this relationship is such a good one. Yeah, it's the groundwork for so many interesting stories, concepts and stories. Like, it's not just about the, like, romance. No, it's not. It kind of introduces all this tragedy and different setups. Yeah, timey-wimey stuff, you know? Yeah, it's it's the basis for so many clever plots and stories that spin off in one direction and villains that have things to do with that aspect of it and I think it's interesting as well because it's like you said coming off the back of Rose and obviously the Doctor and Rose's relationship is so different I think it just Mm. shows that you know, there's so many different ways the Doctor can be in love or not yeah. not necessarily in love, but there's so many different types of relationships the Doctor yeah. can have with so many different people. River and Eleven are kind of like an old married couple. Yeah. Whereas I guess Ten and Rose were more like, oh, love and young and like starstruck lovers. <laughs> like, you know. Even though he wasn't young at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's the vibe I feel from it. And also, the thing I think that's great about River and the Doctor, which is impossible with any other, you know, companion falling in love with the Doctor, is kind of Rose and the Doctor were doomed from the start. Because like he says in that moment in School Reunion, like, humans age, you wither and you die. And imagine seeing that happen to somebody that you love. But that's not the case with River. Because she's a time traveller too, she's not immortal, as far as we know. Although we're not really sure. She can regenerate. Yeah. You know? So we don't really know. I mean, we do know how River dies, but mm. actually, that's true. She dies then. Why didn't she regenerate? She anyway? dies, but well, didn't <laughs> maybe cut this out because I don't know if I'm right. But yeah. didn't she give him her like regeneration energy and let's kill Hitler to like save him or something? Yes, she did. You're right. Was that all her regeneration? Uh, maybe, yeah, like? something like that. Anyway, <laughs> she can die. But at the same time, it kind of feels like there's infinite possibilities because she can time travel and Mm -hmm. it's just different to someone like Rose. And she's not dead. She's uploaded in a machine. Exactly. She's saved forever. There's always kind of a little bit of scope for her. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I had something to say. Oh yeah, I was kind of... This isn't a very formed thought. I'm just kind of feeling how... The 11th Doctor, I don't think, is the type of Doctor you necessarily would think to have romance. He's no. kind of a kid. You're He's right. He's like so kind of, compared to, you can really see Ten, like, falling in love. He's such a kind of romantic. Mm. He woos all the ladies. But, like, I feel like 11, to most people, is just like, haha, kind of like a little mate, a little imaginary friend. Yeah, you know? completely. He's so, he oozes, like, childlike playfulness. Yeah, but I guess it's good to see a different side of his character because he's he's not a child. He is a thousand year old <laughs> being. Course. So I guess he does have that side to him and it's an interesting outlet to see that. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a really good point. Which brings me on to what I was going to 
ask you next is what do you think of River with each of the doctors that we've seen her with? Obviously, mm. Eleven is her main doctor. Yeah. Most of the stories are with Eleven. She doesn't have anything with Nine and so far nothing with Thirteen. So mm. what do you think about this? I think Ten and River have an interesting dynamic. And I wonder how they would have interacted had it not just been this one time where he had no idea who she was and she knew everything about him. I wonder if we just saw them interact, how they would get on. I'm not sure. But I do think it's really interesting to watch them interact. Yeah. Because usually Ten is so, like, I feel like the Doctor always knows everything. He knows what's going on and he feels so, like, confused by her. She's like a puzzle to him. Yeah. In a way, in Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead, River's kind of in the Doctor role. Yeah. And he's the one that's trying to keep up, almost. Yeah, that's true. I think, obviously, it's interesting because Stephen Moffat wrote Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. Mm. He wrote that knowing that he was going to take over as showrunner. He wrote that knowing that um, I think, knowing that David Tennant was leaving. So obviously, I don't think it was ever planned to develop no. more with the Tenth Doctor, but it would have been really interesting, like you say. Well, there was a chance David was going to return. He did have a meeting with Stephen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it wasn't intended for David. Like, he had in mind, probably, a, this was going to be someone important to a future Doctor. Yeah. But it was just an interesting way to introduce her through that lens. I think, obviously, the vast majority of River's relationship takes place with the 11th Doctor. Mm. But I think, I kind of like thinking of 10 and 12 as like these perfect bookends of yeah. the story. They really are. They both have one episode with her, well, one story with her, to just kind of wrap it up yeah. nicely. And they both do kind of, they link heavily those two. They do. They're like mirror images of each other, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's quite nice to see. And I suppose Peter with her is just really good times. I think that Peter with her is fascinating. It's so fun, like you say, it's a good time. But also, the Twelfth Doctor is very kind in that episode at the end mm. and is so loving. And I think perhaps we could say that that's him having grown because if you think about the 12th doctor Doctor is not Mm. a kind well he is he's values kindness through his wonderful speech about kindness to missy and the master of course um but i guess he's quite often quite grumpy quite rude doesn't really have social cues to make people feel comfortable whereas he really does put in that effort doesn't he with river i think yeah that moment with river obviously it's been a long time coming as well and i think he's always known that derillium is their last uh, adventure but also i think it's that we can i think we can point to the influence of clara and bill Mm. as having you know yeah helped him and obviously all the companions that have helped the other doctors before that because he's the same man but i think you know they really helped him care yeah I think so. Yeah, by the end of his time, like his regeneration speech and the speech in The Doctor Falls, it really yeah. kind of shows those values. And I guess they, yeah, I can see how like Bill and Clara would have developed that. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to say on this is that I think from River's perspective, it's really interesting. And I guess from our perspective, looking at it holistically now, is that from River's chronology, she goes from the singing towers with 
the 12th doctor mm-hmm. the doctor who knows river the most of yeah. all of them straight to the 10th doctor in the library mm. who knows river the least who doesn't yeah. know her at all that must be so jarring from her yeah, perspective she spent 24 years with this man who knows her the most of any of the doctors up until that point then they have 24 years together mm. then the very next time she sees him he has no idea who she is yeah i don't think i've ever quite realized how i know horrible and also, that you know what's interesting we think of Eleven as her main doctor, but mm. she spent probably far more time with Twelve. Yeah. Because she full-on spent 24 years with him, like, every day. We saw, obviously, more of her time with Eleven, but it's interesting that, like, from her point of view, she's maybe even closer with Twelve. Yeah, that's right. I love how at the beginning of Series 10, Twelve has that picture of River on his death. Yeah. That's really sweet. Yeah, it's a nod to the fans, a nod to their relationship as well, like a recognition of it all. Yeah. I was going to say to you, I don't know if you're aware of this. I wasn't until researching for this episode. Mm -hmm. In the audio adventures with Big Finish and stuff, um, Rivers actually had adventures with older doctors. Yes. Yeah. I was aware of this. (laughs) I saw a YouTube clip. Mm. I think they had to do a bit of kind of retconning in that, you know, yeah. for some reason, she has to erase herself from their memory. So, like, when it comes to the Tenth Doctor, he doesn't know who yeah. she is. But I don't know. That yeah. is interesting. I can't really comment on it because I don't know much no. about it. But me neither. I guess, yeah. Moving on from River and the Doctor, I guess to think about River both with the companions and as a companion. What do you think of her interactions with the different companions? I mean. I wrote Amy, Rory, Clara. I realise she also interacts with Donna. That's true. Obviously, she's the most involved with Amy and Rory. Yeah, they're her parents. (laughs) Yeah. Talk a bit about that. Yeah, they have an interesting dynamic. I really like all the times with um, the ponds and River and the Doctor travelling. It does kind of feel like a big family fun. They are kind of one big family, aren't they? Yeah. Not even just kind of family. They actually they are, are family. Blood family. <laughs> and he's married into it as well, so they are family. Um I feel like we don't see much of Rory with her. No, I was thinking that too. So we don't know much about the father daughter relationship. No, we don't. We do see more of Amy and River yeah. in terms of that powerful moment in A Good Man Goes to War mm-hmm. with her revealing her identity i think rory's there too but she says like amy i'm your daughter or something yeah (laughs) and then there's that moment that we touched on earlier where they're having that conversation in in amy's garden yeah that's a really nice moment i don't know yeah it would be cool to see a little bit more of rory and river they have that moment i don't know what episode it's in but i've been watching some compilations on youtube and yeah it's there where she's just returned to the prison from an adventure with the Doctor that we haven't seen, and Rory shows up as a Roman. Yeah. But I think generally as a four, like you say, it's a fun family dynamic. It kind of feels like Nine, Jack, Rose and Mickey. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Like a bit of a gang. I think you're right. Do you think you could extend that and say perhaps also 13 and her farm? Yeah. Power of four. (laughs) The power of four. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And then obviously, we've also got that one episode with Donna and the one episode with Clara, Mm. kind of like, you know, 10 and 12. Any thoughts on them? I guess 
from Clara's point of view, she doesn't ever, she doesn't really get to know River. I mean, I haven't seen this episode in a while. How do they interact? Well, I think that episode is interesting. I think it's kind of, kind of a bit of a wake-up call for Clara. Obviously, at that point, she kind of fancies the 11th Doctor. Like, mm. they never really make a thing That's of That's true. They never really make a thing of any romance between them. But there's sort of, like, hints now and yeah. then. And she doesn't know anything about River. And then suddenly River appearing and being his wife. I think yeah. Clara's a bit like, oh, wow. Like, there's this history I have no idea of. Yeah, that's true. But they don't have any tension between them. No, they don't. Clara and, and River. River's kind of guiding Clara. Yeah, she's kind of like a little voice in her head telling her where yeah. to go. I think Clara respects River in that yeah. episode. I think Donna does too in the episode that she's with River. yeah. I think Donna, the thought of River worries Donna because yeah. she knows that there's this future that the Doctor has, but clearly she's not there. I mean, obviously anyone travelling with the Doctor knows that happens eventually, but I think to her that's a bit of a, another a bit of a wake-up call because yeah. when she's like, you didn't mention me, where am I gone and stuff. And also River makes a very ominous comment where she's like, you're Donna Nova. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and like, that scares her. Yeah, and I guess at this point in series four, we're really hurtling towards the end and it's yeah. getting very dramatic. And obviously we know Donna's fate and they're trying to plant these seeds of like, yeah. what's going to happen. So mm. yeah, it's quite ominous. Yeah, because I guess up until that point, Donna's kind of just like, ha, having fun, gonna be with you forever. This is my plan. And then that's kind of like, you're not going to be here forever. Yeah. Donna and River are interesting because in in a way they're kind of similar. They're both kind of yeah. sassy. They're both very sassy. They both like to put the doctor in his place. Yeah. And like <laughs> tell him what to do a bit. But obviously Donna has like no romantic entanglement yeah, at all. Exactly. It's interesting. Yeah. So next question. Do you class River as a companion? I think I do. Okay. But I wouldn't... She's an int- She's kind of like where I would class someone like jack yeah where they're not they're never been like like stuck around for a whole series they're not like a rosa and martha where they're there the whole time but they're really integral to the show and they have many travels and interactions with the doctor but it's not i guess the thing that makes them not the same as the others is that it's not consecutive it's not like sure back to back but i still would say she's a companion yeah i kind of feel like I don't know if you agree with this. At the same time, she's both more than and less than a companion. Yeah, I would agree like with that. Like Jack, I agree. They're like a pair together. Yeah. I always see people saying how much they would love to see River and Jack interact. I would love to see them interact. They would be so immensely flirty. <laughs> they would because their flirtatiousness is like a key character trait yeah, of both of them. both of them. <laughs> I know. It would be great. It would be so funny. I think the Doctor would be a bit, like, overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, having both of them in the TARDIS. Yeah. I wish we could see that, though. I think it would be fantastic. That would be great. So, I know we don't like to rank the companions because we love them all, but Mm. do you rate her highly or not so much? Yeah, I think I do rate her highly. It's hard because I rate most of the companions so highly. (laughs) But um, I think she would be pretty up there. I think very fondly of her. Mm. I like good memories of River. Yeah, same. I agree. 
I feel like she's climbing up my list as well. Like I said, I feel mm. like preparing for this, I've been like, wow, really, even better than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She was such a constant stability in that era. Like, it was like, oh, River again. Here she is. Like, it was always a bit of a nice time when she returned. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So lastly, what do you think about the potential for River in the future? Like, would you like her to come back? Or do you think her story is done and dusted? I don't know. I feel I feel like it would always be nice to see her come back. Mm. But at the same time, it was kind of rounded out so nicely. It was. We've seen her beginning and her end. Mm. And it really was kind of... I feel like she was Moffat's story to tell. Yeah, that's true. And he's gone, obviously. But I mean, it's tricky because it's time travel and there's mm. always the in-between moments. There's the potential, yeah. or at least there's the possibility for her to come back indefinitely. Yeah, true. Also, I think I would have been more inclined to say, no, it's over, it's done and dusted, it was Moffat's thing a few series ago, mm-hmm. done. Except from, I feel like there's a precedent now with Jack coming back. Yeah. And for Jack coming back, it had been longer and he was Russell T. Davis's thing. I know. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And also, I think she'd be really interesting with 13. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What do you... I can imagine that would be funny. I think... Like, I wonder whether if she were to return with 13, would she be just as flirty with 13? She probably would. She's had wives, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, she said the doctor in the Husbands of River song, she's like, I know who you remind me of. And he think he thinks she's going to be like oh. the doctor. And she's like, my second wife. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, she has had wives. I think they would be really entertaining because River is very flirty. And I feel like 13, 13 is, is not, not <laughs> at all. I think she We've would... never really seen her flirt. No. She's... she's another one a bit like Eleven where she's kind of a, a child. She she's is kind, kind of a bit a child. of a kid. She hasn't really had any romantic no. moments with anybody. Apart from potentially Potentially, yes. yes. <laughs> a discussion for another time, perhaps. Yeah. But I feel like... I like that aspect of 13's character. I am very much into romance stories. So I think I would like to see a romance for the 13th mm. Doctor. But at the same time, I kind of... I'd like... I think it would be quite comedic to see 13 and River interact. And 13 just be either completely oblivious or like... Yeah. Just very bemused about River. I don't know. Yeah, Obviously, she knows who River so. is. Well, yeah, like, of course. She knows that she's her wife. And yeah. like, they have all this history. <laughs> but with husband and wife, like, when a doctor regenerates, do they carry mm. that with them, that legal marriage? I was wondering. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is, this is a big question about the doctor and his marriage and his relationships in general like Mm. I think there's times when we would see it carrying on obviously with River like River with 11 to River with 12 yeah there's a like an obvious implication that it's the same person it's the same relationship but then if you think about 10 and Rose that's Mm. 10 and Rose like yeah to an extent I guess 9 and Rose but you wouldn't think of the 11th doctor being in love with Rose or no (laughs) definitely not so I don't know. I feel like there's rules for some relationships and different rules for others in terms of yeah. whether they carry through with the doctors. Yeah. If River did come back and had some adventures with the 13th Doctor or indeed with any future Doctors, yeah. do you have any particular stories or scenarios you'd like? I was just thinking maybe she should come back for the 60th. 
That would be so cool. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this. Because imagine, (laughs) in my mind, it's going to be all five new doctors, and they're all going to interact with River and Jack. They'll they'll all all the companions (laughs) and everyone who's alive. Yeah. Honestly, I just think it would be really cool to see River back in any capacity at some point. The 60th is definitely a shout. She's a great character. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so to finish this episode about River Song, I came up with a challenge for Jasmine. I only sprung this upon her just before recording, so I hope (laughs) she's a willing... Are you okay? I am definitely willing. Good. So this is called River's Timeline Challenge. Basically, what I want you to do is see if you can organise the episodes with River in, in her chronological order. In her chronological order. Yeah, so obviously we have the order of that they appeared in the series. So you have all these episodes. Um, it gets a little bit confusing. I have a few that I want to highlight to you that you have to use more than once. Okay. So, A Good Man Goes to War. That appears twice, for obvious reasons. The Impossible Astronaut you need to use twice. I mean, the two-parter of The Impossible Astronaut and The Day of the Moon. Mm-hmm. together used twice and then also this one isn't so relevant the wedding of river song has like a little mini bit that appears elsewhere but don't worry okay. too much about that um all the others use once um we're going right from when river's born till she dies and beyond river is born in a good man goes to war yeah so that's number one very good then we see her next as a child in The Impossible Astronaut. Yeah, very good. Okay. Then she regenerates at the end of Day of the Moon into Mel's. Yeah. So, then we have Let's Kill Hitler. Yeah, well done. So... Oh, Jazz, the next episode is not... We didn't actually include on our original list, so it's that one... Oh, she appears at the end of Closing Time? Yeah, so that's when... Do you remember what happens in that? Yeah, so she's just getting her doctorate and then the eye patch lady comes in and is like, haha, it is time for you to kill the doctor. Yeah, and she forces her back into the space. Yeah, so then I guess it's back to the wedding of River Song? Yeah. Good. This is where I get a bit fuzzy, but yes, you're right. Back to the okay. wedding of River Song. And then, um, yeah, this is where I'm starting to get slightly confused, I must say. Well, at this point, it's not so clear in terms yeah. of like, then she's Mel's, then she's River. So it gets... Yeah. Well, I reckon I can still do it. I reckon it's the Pandorica opens? No. Oh, let's think. Okay. Maybe it's... A good man goes to war the other time? Yes, when she reveals her identity as an adult. Right. Okay. Then, um, it could be the Pandora Open. There's one more before that. Um, the Impossible Astronaut. Yeah. As as a adult, not as a child. Yeah, as a as a main companion kind of yes when she sees the doctor die and and helps the others fight the silence fab 
So then we have the Pandora open to the Big Bang. Yep. Great. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Then we have the Time of Angels in Flesh and Stone. Yeah, very good. And then she um, appears in The Wedding of a Song. Yeah. And she's like, I've just been at the Byzantium. Exactly. Now it should get easier. You've used all your duplicates and everything. Yeah. Then we have the Angels Take Manhattan. Fantastic. Then we have the Husbands of River Song. Yep. Then she spends 24 years on Derillium, and then she goes to the library. She does indeed. And then she dies and gets uploaded into a computer where she returns in the name of the Doctor. Excellent. Well done, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> you completed the River Song Timeline Challenge. It's quite confusing, but I'm quite proud of how I managed that. Yeah, I think you would have done better than me, for sure. <laughs> well, that was fun. It was fun. Good game. Yeah, I think our plan... Obviously, this is still only our third episode, but I think we kind of want to try and incorporate some games and quizzes and challenges yeah, where we can. Yeah, because you can play along at home. Yeah, that's the thing. You can try and do it too. So, it's fun for us. We hope it's fun for you. <laughs> exactly. And with that, I guess we should close off our episode. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of our discussion about River Song. We hope you enjoyed it. Find us on Instagram at listen underscore pod or email us at listendoctorwhopod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know any ideas you have for future episodes. We'd love to hear from anyone. And we hope to see you next time for our next Doctor Who discussion, whatever that may be. Thank you for listening to Listen. <laughs>